What's up, guys? It's Ian Rifkin, uh, Senior Director of Recruiting at Endeavor, Head of Music Careers at the Digilog, and you're listening to the Unsigned Podcast. Ian, thanks for coming on, man. Glad we could make it uh, make it happen during this heat wave, like you said, before these blackouts start happening to us. Uh, Hot, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Hot. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. We, we get through this whole episode uh, without <laughs> losing power. But... Um, but yeah, man, re- really appreciate you coming on. Uh, really excited to jump into this conversation. Like I said, you know, on kind of our intro call, the reason I wanted to talk today is because up to this point, I haven't really talked too much about jobs within the industry. It's really been about, hey, how can artists and managers, uh, you know, uh, build out marketing plans and, and rollouts for their projects, things that they need, uh, how to create content, things like that. But I think it's extremely important, often overlooked, especially for managers on the come up, uh, like just getting another job within the industry. Some people think like, oh, you know, I want to be an A&R at a label, but they don't really understand the, all the opportunities that may be out there, all the other potential ways that they could, you know, build their network by working in a different role at a label or at an entertainment company. And so, yeah, man, really excited to, to jump into things. So I appreciate you coming out. Yeah, of course. Happy to be here. So, so yeah, let's just jump right into it right at the top. You know, you and I have known each other for a little bit. So, you know, I, I know most of your backstory, but for those that don't, you mind sharing a little bit about, you know, kind of how you got started, how you came to work at Endeavor and, yeah. you know, is, is working in the music industry something that you always wanted to do or entertainment, I should say? Yeah. I mean, I can start at the beginning. I actually, I, I got my first college internship was at uh, a major record label. It was, or it was at a company that was owned by a major record label, I should say, interned at the merchandising division of Universal Music Group uh, when I was in college um, it, it, a bit of a different internship experience than I hope it's a different internship experience than the ones I'm providing for you know my interns these days. Um, but yeah, that was kind of my first taste of the entertainment industry, and it, it came it came as you know r- kind of you know randomly. It wasn't necessarily something that I, I sought out. I was looking for something to do. I was you know fortunate enough to have made. And, you know, a handful of connections that through other connections and other connections, I think it was four or five different degrees of separation. I, I, I found myself in this unpaid uh, eight week long administrative internship uh, where I was, you know, supporting the, the merch team at UMG, uh, which later became Bravado. Um, so after college, I mean, I studied business. I went to University of Buffalo, um, upstate New York, studied business. Um, focused in marketing, had really no idea what I was going to end up doing after school. Um, short series of pretty bad jobs right after graduation that led me to uh, fall into recruiting, which is, um, I thought was unique to me, but, you know, I, I know a ton of recruiters now, and it turns out none of us really, you know, thought that we were going to be recruiters. We, we all kind of fell backwards into it. Um, so I, my background over the last decade has been within talent acquisition. Almost all of that time has been spent on early careers, um, whether campus recruiting, helping people, uh, helping companies find interns and entry level employees and helping, you know, early career professionals find those, you know, those first few roles, um, in their career. So, um, I recruited, you know, young professionals across a handful of different industries. Um, and then through the contacts that I had made. Uh, throughout my time in my internship and over the following, you know, five or six years, I, I managed to find my way back into a recruiting position at uh, Universal Music Group, which was the parent company to my intern company, um, at a time when they were looking to really 
reignite and, and redesign their internship program. Um, so I came in at the, I think it was like middle of 2017, um, helped kind of, you know, redesign the internship program. I ran that for the better part of three years. Uh, and through, again, you know, through, through connections that I made through being, you know, reattached to the entertainment industry, um, got connected with my, my current boss who, who leads recruiting at Endeavor, um, who brought me over to basically do a similar role to what I had done at Universal, um, but beyond internships and more focus on the broader early career journey. So when we look at Endeavor, which is um, a global entertainment, sports, media, fashion company, we have you know a dozen or so different brands and, and companies that we own and operate um, across those industries. Um, not only looking at where are we finding summer interns, but where are we finding interns how are we turning those interns into our entry level uh, employees and into our assistants and our coordinators? And then what does that pathway look like from somebody's first day as an intern through them getting hired full time and progressing through the first three to five years of their career? Um, so my, my current role at Endeavor oversees all of the uh, early career recruitment partnerships, strategy, um, et cetera. And um, also more recently, uh, co-leading the U.S. recruitment. Um, so I have a colleague who's based out in California, and we split uh, we split the U.S. by region. Um, so, yeah, it's it's been a whirlwind. I mean, it's been it's been the fastest and longest ten years. Uh, it, it's it's hard to believe, you know, that it's already been ten years because it kind of feels like I was just in this position myself yesterday. I mean, I talked to, I talked to students and recent graduates every single day, dozens and dozens a week. And, um, I can identify with the stress and the, you know, the uncertainty and like that, that I, I have such a visceral memory of what that feels like. And I still feel some of it to this day. Yeah. Um, so it's been, you know, it's been a real pleasure. It's been a real honor to be able to have a very small part, even in, um, you know, providing some opportunity or some direction. Um, I didn't really have much of it. Myself. Yeah. You know, when I got out of school, I didn't really know, like there was no. nobody, co there was nobody coaching and like there, there wasn't even a podcast. I don't think podcasts were a thing, you know, a little bit, you know? like a little, a little bit, bit. A little like, bit. so yeah, it, it was, there were really limited resources. Um, even 10 years ago when you were getting out of school to try to figure out how to break into any job, let alone entertainment as competitive as it is. So, um, the fact that companies are even hiring people who specialize in early career is, uh, you know, it, it's huge. I mean, it, it's been, um, it's been a whirlwind for sure. Yeah, man. And, and I think that's like, just kind of like you said, one of the amazing things about it is that you're able to stay grounded because you're talking to people that are trying to get that first gig and you're so close to, to that energy. Yeah. It's like you said, like on a daily and a weekly basis that like it's, it's um, I'm sure it keeps you grounded that you're like, okay, cool. Like I'm really helping people like change their life, the, the trajectory of whatever it is that you're, they're gonna do. And, and just like you said, that's, that's like the fun thing and you're glad that you can add, you know, that support. Yeah, it, it's motivating, it's humbling, it's yeah. exciting uh, all at the same time. Yeah. You know, the, the hunger at this level, I mean, there, there's there's nobody that I have seen, that I've worked with, and I've recruited, you know, most of it early career. I've done, you know, some senior level hiring as well. Um, and 
I've never, you know, meet candidates, you know, from a recruiting perspective, candidates who are hungrier for opportunity and more willing to do whatever it takes just to get a foot in the door and prove themselves uh, than somebody who's like in school or maybe a year or two out of school and just trying to take the first step, just trying to get noticed. Yeah, yeah, um, really it's, like, it's motivating for sure. It fires me up. It makes yeah. me it makes me want to be better at what I do because like these guys are right behind me on my heels. Yeah, they're, they're you know, chomping at the bit. They're, they're coming. Yeah, like yeah, yeah if I don't do a good job, like, if one of these guys easily could take my job and yeah. would do way better at it than I than I ever could. So yeah, um, yeah. it's a trip. Yeah, yeah, that, that's awesome. So I, I was actually gonna, you know, I was gonna ask you a, a personal story, and then um, you know, I was gonna save talking about the new uh, project that you're working on that you have been working on for the last couple of months. But uh, you know, I feel like that, that I would imagine is a, a big story, a big thing that you've been working on. So let's just talk about that now, we're, we're from the jump. So mind going into a little bit of the details of the of the new uh, you know project that you've been working on with. Uh, Diddy and his whole team <laughs> really trying to uh, create, you know, some new pathways. Yeah. Yeah. So, so this is something that was actually, it's over a year in the making. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, I wish that I could have the rest of um, my, my team from Endeavor on this call speaking to it because I, I, I was, I played a very small part in this. I mean, this was a, a massive team effort led by our social impact organization called Endeavor Impact. Um, but yeah, we were fortunate enough uh, to um, partner with Diddy uh, this summer to put together what we call the Excellence Program, which is essentially an industry exposure program. It was a six-week program where th about three days a week we offered um, live uh, classes that were led by um, executives and um clients and just professionals throughout entertainment, you know, sports media fashion. Um, and it's, it's really, you know, it was born of la last year, we unfortunately had to cancel our internship programs. I think pretty much every company was canceling their internship programs last year. And there's a whole, um, there's a whole group of students and, and recent graduates and people who were then limited in their ability to get exposure to the entertainment and music industries. Um, for a lot of people, an internship is like the first thing that they do to get their, you know, to, to, to the first item on their resume that's, you know, industry relevant. Um, so in the absence of the internship program, we put together a summer series last year, which essentially was similar to what we're doing with Diddy now, um, a, a, an industry exposure program. So we got our executives and our clients together. We offered eight weeks of programming just to give people an inside look as to all of the different areas of the business that Endeavor is involved in whether it's licensing, sports representation, talent representation um, on the you know, film and TV side, um, everything. So the UFC, right? We had Dana White speaking to, the, to a bunch of you know, students and, and recent grads about you know, the origins of the UFC and how they were able to use that, you know, use all the momentum that they built to kind of like carry through the pandemic and still you know, put on these events. It was really, um, really eye-opening and you know, we, use that as you know we encourage people to use that as a supplement or as a in some cases a replacement to the summer internships that weren't available last year so rather than you know wasting the summer and you know playing xbox and like you know have nothing to show for it you know we at the end of this at the end of this program like you're you're having something tangible where you sat through you know 40 plus hours of you know 
programming that are led by some of you know the industry's leading executives and and stars. I mean, we have like Marshawn Lynch uh, speaking about you know life transitioning to business after playing pro ball. We had um, Dwayne the Rock Johnson's agent uh, talking about you know the relationship that he that he has built with Dwayne over the years and all the different projects that he's been able to um, get him in front of and and and, and you know the partnership and getting access to all of these different areas from film, TV, uh, tequila deals, you know, you name it. Um, so we, we realized, you know, that, that, you know, the, the job market now fast forward a year from our first summer series is still so tight and it's still so uncertain, um, with the pandemic that, um, we could use this as a, you know, as a regular series, we could do this as a regular series. We could offer it essentially every year. It, you know, if we're able to do it, that would be, you know, that would be fantastic. Um, but we're able to provide some opportunity uh, that, you know, people who maybe wouldn't have had an opportunity or wouldn't have thought to explore potential career opportunities in the entertainment industry um, with a place to start. Right. So when we, when we were talking with um, Diddy's team and, and Diddy about, you know, who we wanted to be, you know, promoting this type of, of program to and and we, we wanted them to get out of the program. Um, it was really important to us that we weren't just going to, you know, the five or six schools that, you know, get recruited from heavily for the entertainment business. We wanted this to be something that's accessible to everybody. It's free. If you're interested in sports, entertainment, fashion, music, whatever, you can sign up for the six week program. And at the end of it, you're going to be exposed to all sorts of different things that you probably didn't even know existed. Um, so yeah, that was really the genesis. I mean, and having somebody like Diddy, you know, tied to it. And uh, I think he spoke with the students this past week um, is, you know, obviously, you know, something that's going to attract a lot of eyes. Um, and we're using it as a recruiting tool. I mean, you know, we've hired over two dozen, um, I think it's just under 30. We've hired just under 30 over the last year alone, um, people who we met because they participated in the summer series last year. Um, about 60% of our internships that we offered this past summer, which were virtual remote internships, those were people who participated in the summer series last year. So people we'd never would have met before, likely never would have pursued us um, uh, before it, are, are now finding their ways and, you know, they're, they're colleagues of mine now, which is incredible. Yeah, you, so you're really just building those pipelines, you know? And, yeah, for sure. It's all about pipelines. And why not? You know what I mean? It's like the internet is, you know, democratized things and allowed you to go straight to people. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, you guys have the resources uh, to do that. And just like you said, you kind of need it, right? Like just like any other business, you need those fresh faces, those young people to come in that are learning uh, you know, on, on the entry level stuff to, to continue yeah. to, for the company that exists. And there's also, I mean, there's something to be said, like, you know, there, there's, there are great programs out there. If you want to learn about the music business, you can go to a four year uh, school. You can go to, you know, uh, I'm not going to name any schools. Um, so I don't want to, I don't want to offend anybody, but if there are great programs. There are some not so great programs where you can go and spend four years and learn a lot about the music business or, or maybe not that lo a lot, but there's also now a lot of free resources where you don't need to, you know, spend the time and the money to learn from the professors, you can spend a, sh a small amount of time and no money to learn from the experts that are actually doing the work 
day to day, right? Yeah. So, so there are multiple ways. And so you, yes, you can go and get a degree. You can, you can build your network. You can find your way that way. There are other ways now to do it as well. So you're not, you're not limited in, you know, the ways that you're able to, the avenues that you're able to tap into to break in anymore. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, great to hear. I, I love it. I love it. We're going to keep an eye on it. And Cheryl, um, you know, when we, in, in uh, you know, the show notes here, I'll add some of those links so people can check some of that, that sure. stuff out. We'd love to, you know, kind of switch gears a little bit, talk about, you know, your day to day and kind of get into the nitty gritty, um, you know, about this. Because like I said, um, I really wanted to do this episode for people that are looking to break into the industry, but don't really have an insight, don't really know where to start. Um, you know, I, I was going to ask you that, you know, the kind of the first question, what is your, you know, day-to-day -day look like? But, you know, I think we've kind of covered that so far. Like you're, you're really working with a team of people to build out pipelines, you know, yep. uh, uh, to get people in those entry-level positions to get them started early careers, also building out internship programs and, and, you know, kind of what those, those whole things look like. So, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll skip that question. We'll get to the next one. Sure. Um, uh, what is one thing you think people looking to pursue a career in entertainment should be doing, uh, you know, while they're in school, uh, is interning still the best way, you know, to kind of get in there? Is it, um, you know, building their own business, managing their own artist? Is it just doing creative work? If they want to work in, a, in the creative yeah. side of the business, is it, you know, working for an accountant and just learning accounting somewhere else. And then, you know, kind of uh, applying it to the music business or the entertainment business after what, what do you think, you know, are a couple of things that people should be doing while still in school? Yeah. I mean, internships are great. If you can get an internship, I, I mean, you know, the thing about internships is that they're limited, right? There's only so many of them, um, more companies than ever. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see that more companies than ever are uh, offering paid internships, which is great because you're compensated for your time, but it does limit the amount of interns that a company is able to have at a given point. So it's become more competitive. Um, so if you're able to get an internship, that's great. But, you know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't look at, you know, I wouldn't be satisfied with just, you know, having an internship thrown on the resume and that's it. Um, I think that there are definitely other ways if you're not able to find an internship like, you know, building your own business, you know, manage an artist when you're in school. There are no, there's no shortage of, of, you know, musicians on any college campus, you know, around the country, right? So, you know, whether you're managing an artist or you're picking up, you know, a technical skill set that will serve you later on, whether it's accounting or becoming an Excel wizard, um, you know, something as basic as like really honing in on your email communication skills, which took me years to figure out after I graduated. Uh, I think they even teach that now, but when I was in school, they were not, they were definitely not teaching. Yeah, that. So, I had some, I, I recently went back looked at some crazy ass emails that I sent out when I was a kid. I was like, I'm, I'm, uh, actually, I'm like, yo, I'm not going to capitalize I in a sentence. What am I doing here? I'm looking it's like, bad. It's bad. All uh, one paragraph, asking too much shit, hitting like senior <laughs> executives saying some wild shit like, oh yeah, you would love this. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, I mean, there, there's the basic things that I think that get overlooked because everybody's trying to make a big flashy entrance. Yep. Um, I think that it's, a, yeah, it's great if you get an internship, but just worry about just like honing in on your skills and like preparing yourself for life after, after school, because the reality is your know, expectations are high. You're going to graduate and nobody's going to be holding your hand. Um, or even if you're not going to school, right. Even if you're going to just go straight into the workforce, nobody's going to be holding your hand and, and, you know, kind of spoon feeding you, you know, we do offer 
um, you know, training and coaching. And, and I mean, the reason I have the job that I have is because we want to provide learning and development opportunities for our, you know, for our um, early career professionals and, 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 you know, help them acclimate to working in a professional environment and excel in that environment. Um, but there is a certain, you know, baseline of, you know, hard work and maturity and emotional intelligence and just self-awareness that you need to have when you show up on day one. Whatever you have to do to build those skill sets that we're not going to be able to, you know, teach you in a, in a you know, corporate classroom setting. Um, however, you can do that while you're, you know, getting ready to enter the workforce is going to give you an advantage. It could be an internship, build your own, build your own business, start a blog, whatever, you know, it, be, be the person who builds the best Spotify playlists uh, on your campus and you get noticed by a college marketing rep organization because of it, or, you know, start booking shows, like whatever you can do, just have something to show for your year between the months of September and, and June, right? Everybody has an internship in June, July, August, uh, beginning of September sometimes. Um, what are you doing for the rest of the year? Right? If you just have three summer internships, you're, you're, you're wasting three quarters of, of your year where you could be working on other things while you're you know, doing your schooling and everything else. Yeah, well said. I think, um, oh man, just a big gem right there, um, talking about the things that aren't associated with the job. You know, just like emotional and uh, emotional intelligence. Uh, you know, empathy for others. Uh, you know, a knack for yeah. learning, people skills. Like those are things that you you need to come to the table with as as just like a baseline. And then just like you said, you have that skill, those skill sets. You know what I mean? Knowing yeah. how to knowing when to be quiet and listen so that you can learn, um, you know, and being approachable and, and being a hard worker. If you have those, you can work anywhere. Right. Cause that's yeah. really just about, Hey, there's a learning curve. Right. And you know, people aren't expecting so much. They're not expecting everything from that first year employee. They know what role you're coming into. And I think that's kind of yeah. a great segue into this um, you know, into the next question here, you know, because too often, you know, people on the come up, they, they see the big job that they want to go for. They don't think about those five, six other steps that need to happen in order for you to be successful at that really big job. Right. They yeah. Say, oh, yeah. A&R of this big project. It's like, well, do you know how to listen to beats? Do you know how to give people credit? Do you know how to set up studio sessions, do, do, doing all this like nitty gritty stuff that you need to learn at, you know, the very beginning. So yeah. With that said, you know, quick hitters, what are the types of, of roles that up and comers should be looking at? Like the, the, the headline, because I remember, you know, being a kid and not knowing, you know, you're looking at, oh, A&R at a label or like marketing director. And you're like, oh, I could do that job. You know, not all these positions list, yeah. oh, you need five or six years, right, of experience. So, yeah, um, yeah you talk a little bit about that, like some of the early entry level roles that people should be looking for beyond beyond an internship if you're looking for well first of all i'll say this there are companies and endeavor is one of them and i'm, I'm really grateful to be a part of it where um the we now don't require that you be enrolled in college to do an internship so there and i believe that this past summer was the first summer where we had um interns who in some cases were you know, a year, three, five years. I think we even had an intern who was 10 years out of school this year. So, you know, if you're able to find an internship or a company that will that will offer you a paid internship, um, 
after you've already left school uh, and that is your foot in the door, then fantastic. I, you know, th that's a great opportunity. And I think that more companies are going to start to, um, to, to you know, to follow it, it, that trend of, of expanding internships beyond just college students. Um, so, so there, there is that. And then, you know, beyond internships, I, and I'm guilty of this myself, I went back through, um, you know, some emails and I think I, I found my first resume that I had submitted once I graduated from college, which you still is, uh, you know, is, is very cringeworthy. It was terrible. Yeah. Um, but I saw some of the jobs that I had applied to after school and they were like, you know, marketing manager, account manager, like these are roles that I eat. If, if I if I had all the luck in the world and somebody you know was dumb enough to give me that job right after college, I maybe would have lasted a week on my own ability to bullshit. Um, but I would have none of the none of the skills or, or none of like the foundation to really understand how to do that job well. So um, more often than not, I can't speak for all companies, but I would say most companies, especially in the entertainment industry, um, you're going to start as an assistant as an executive assistant or as an administrative assistant. Um, there are companies like Endeavor and uh, we're at like our talent agency WME and I think all the other talent agencies and entertainment do this as well, um, is we, we have training programs. So we, we hire assistants and we hire assistants to provide administrative support, but they're simultaneously being trained on how to do various jobs within the business. Uh, record labels do this as well. I know management and publishers do this as well, um, where you're, you're going to come in, you're going to be an assistant, you're going to be the, you know, the, the person who's managing calendars, taking notes during meetings, coordinating meetings, rolling calls for your boss, being maybe client facing in some cases, being like the liaison between, you know, an executive and a client. Um, so in doing that, yes, it's administrative. It's not the sexiest job in the world, but when you're an assistant for a year, for two years, or however long, you're learning, you know, about the relationships that the business has with the client side, um, and you're 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 party to it. I mean, you're 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 witnessing these deals be put together and these relationships being built in real time. Um, so it's actually and a really valuable experience. Yeah, to I was going to say. It, it, it really does matter. It matters that you schedule the meeting on time. It matters that yeah. you take the notes. It matters that you follow up with that email. It matters that you get that room that's needed for the meeting to happen yeah. so that, you know, those, those top level executives can get what they need done, done. And yeah, yeah it's like you said, too often it's, it's overlooked. It's just like, kick, I mean, kick-ass assistants get noticed. I mean, the, 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 and you know, I think, I mean, there's probably some agents, some label executives out there who will say that when they were like, they were terrible assistants. I think that they're probably selling themselves short. Um, but very often, you know, I'll see somebody who is an absolute stud assistant. And then like fast forward three, five years, I'm helping them hire an assistant for themselves because they, yeah. you know, they climb the ladder. So it's those first couple of years are being, are, are about, you know, getting in, uh, Get it, you know, getting your foot in the door, of course, but then like, you know, adding value wherever you can, wherever yeah. you can, yeah. in whatever and, way that you can. Yep. Right? And and like that stuff matters. People remember that. Did you get the did you get the food order right? Like if you can't take a food order, you know what I mean? Like, yes, that you're like, oh my gosh, I don't want to be like yeah. your server. But hey, if somebody's asking you to do that, like maybe food is an extremely important thing to them. You know what I mean? Maybe they're on like a really strict diet. And if you can do those little <laughs> things, people remember that, you know what I mean? But also yeah. um, it, it, 
it really does. Um, you, you build relationships with other people at that same level. You guys are hustling together. It's, it's a lot of work, you know what I mean? And not in, and oftentimes not a lot of thank yous, but you really are building up those skill sets to understand how to communicate via email, via text, what's appropriate, what's not appropriate. Like the basic foundation, you know, foundational principles of the business, which, yeah. you know, are extremely important, you know, often overlooked, especially in today's day and age, because, because of social media, you just look at, you know, I want to be doing that. I want to be at this album release party doing this thing, looking cool. And it's like, yeah, but do you realize that somebody's assistant had to like book the initial meeting with the, you know, yeah. bar manager at that place? Like that matters. <laughs> they didn't do that. This whole it does matter. I'm, I'm laughing because I have, I have mixed feelings. I mean, I've, I've been pretty vocal in the past of, of, you know, an internship shouldn't be, you know, coffee and, and dry cleaning oh, runs. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. also don't I think that, that an assistant, I also... I also don't think that an assistant is necessary. Like, yeah, I mean, listen, your first couple of years, like everybody's got to pay their dues. I, I, I am a, you know, a, a strong believer in, you know, paying your dues early on and, you know, everybody, you know, everybody's going to, you know, take their hits early on. But when you think about it, you know, if, if you want that job of, you know, a, a, you know, a marketing executive, imagine how hard that job is. And if, if you're, if you're, you know, if you're not, if you if you are not humble enough early in your career to start at the bottom, build a foundation and work your way up, you're gonna really, really struggle to number one, reach those, you know, more visible and, and impactful and senior level positions. You're gonna struggle to reach it, but if you're fortunate enough to reach it for, you know, whatever reason, you're really gonna struggle because that job is a thousand times more demanding than you know, the, you know, unsexy administrative stuff that you're going to do in the first, you know, three years of your, of your career as an assistant. Right. Yep. So um, there is no job in the industry that is all glitz and glam all the time. I've worked with, you know, executives I've seen, you know, even at the record labels, I've seen label executives, like heads of labels, um, stressed steam coming out of their ears because they're dealing with, you know, some, you know, a difficult situation with a client, you know, you're talking, we're working with creative talent. I mean, these are big personalities. And if you don't learn how to, if you don't learn how to navigate those personalities and, and, and those personal relationships early on, there's, you, you have very little hope of being able to do it at a high level when there is so much on the line, when there's so much at stake. Um, so it's, it's a life skill to be able to, you know, start in a position that is, not glamorous, pay your dues, do what you have to do to get, you know, notice and add value. And then, you know, you get pulled up. It's, it's not necessarily like you're only expected to climb a ladder. I mean, you're going to, when you have people who, you know, value your input and, and know how hard you're working, they're going to pull you up the ladder. I mean, they're going to, they're going to provide opportunity for you. So um, yeah, it's important to remember, because I think that, you know, like assistance in, in a lot of cases, I think that there's a reputation around assistance being, you know, punching bags and, and undervalued and in many cases underpaid, which, um, yeah, it might, it might be true, but you know, your first couple of years, uh, in, you know, in the, in a, no matter what the industry, but especially here uh, in the yeah. entertainment, like you're, you're, you, there's, that is the time to hustle. Like you need That's to prove yourself. Exactly. You can't, you can't say, be handed anything. 
you, you have time on your hands, right? You don't have a family, you don't have, you know, maybe you have a, a, you know, a significant other, but you know, maybe not most cases, not, not that serious. Like that's when you have the time, number one. And just like you said, number two, no matter what any industry you're going to go into, you're going to, if you are going to be great at it, you're going to have to start. You want to start at the bottom. Like your goal should be like, okay, I want to build my way up so that I know what the fuck I'm doing when I get to that top level. Like you should have plans to, to get, you know, to a far, uh, you know, a higher position, right? You have aspirations, right? But you, but that you don't live in those aspirations. I mean, you You, have, you you set reminders for yourself, but you're, you're, you know, when you're present, you know, you you have to be, you have to have the presence enough to understand where you are and why you're there. Right. right? I've got to do this little thing because it does matter. If I can kill this little thing, it's just like you keep killing the little things, the big things start to come your way as well. Oh, because just like you said, it's relationship building, it's trust. I can trust you with taking a food order. And I don't mean that like in a negative way. If somebody's doing that yeah. to you every day and that's the only thing they're giving to you, then yeah, you might want to find a different role because that, you know, that person isn't, isn't great. But if they're like- They don't value your time. Right, they don't. But right. if they're like, yeah. hey, we have this big meeting coming in with so-and-so and they have a specialty food order and you have to go and get it, that matters. Right. Because it is about building the relationship. And if you can't do something that basic, it's probably not going to work when, you know, the stakes are much higher. So. So, yeah, yeah, man, yeah. I couldn't agree. And I think just to, to piggyback off the, the the roles right back to, you know, <laughs> we went off on a great tangent there. I knew this was going to be. Well, a, but I, I, I want to add one thing but, to that. Yeah, yeah. I want to add one, one thing to that, because yeah. I also want to say this, this. This doesn't stop when you you know graduate or, you know, when you get promoted from being an assistant to a associate or a manager. Right. I, I think it's worth noting that. You know, I, I I don't think that there is a high performing, you know, music executive on this planet who if their client didn't ask them to go and grab them a cup of coffee, that they wouldn't be running down the hallways to give, you know, to, to give that level of service. Right. So this isn't like you don't have to look at it like, oh, this is just something I'm going to do for two years and then be done with it, never have to do it again. The people who are good. The people who make their way to the top, they're there for a reason. Like that mentality never leaves. Yeah, this is a service industry, a relationship yeah. industry. Like, you know, uh, the head of whatever record label, it would be, I'm sure, happy to make a cup of coffee for a client who is coming in or, or provide a special, uh, a special, a specialty food order, whatever it is. Right. I mean, like that's the, that's stuff you carry with you through your career. That's just, service. Yeah, it's just like, we're, we're like, and that's just applicable to any other thing in your life too. You want to yeah. be a good partner. You want to be a good dad or mom or sister, brother. It's like, oh, you should have the empathy to say, oh, this person needs something special for me. Let me go. Let me take the time to go and get it right for them. Yeah, I'll make a coffee for my boss. I don't care. Exactly. You know, it matters. It matters. So if it helps, it, him, it helps me. Right. Exactly. And so just to piggyback off that too, we were talking about assistants, interns, kind of assistants, assistant level role. Uh, the other thing to, to be on the lookout for too, um, I saw a lot of stuff is like coordinator, right? Yeah. Coordinators, you know, kind of like your first year or two, those are kind of the roles across the music business. Just like you said, more so in the, in the agent world, the booking agent, the, uh, you know, talent agent, uh, mm-hmm. you know, movies and TV, that's the assistant role kind of on the record label side of things is a little bit more of the coordinator role as well. You see a lot more of those too. Um, so sure. yeah, yeah, I see those. Um, 